Hey, thanks for listening. This is a show about change. It's about money, about laws and society. It's about ideas and creativity. Partying, cooking, sports, and the couch. It's about friends. It's a show about weed. And how weed's legal in Canada now. And what the heck that means for everyone. I'm Neil, and I'm in Montreal. And I'm Tom in Toronto. It's Buzz. On today's show, it's episode one. Marijuana has been legalized in Canada. We ordered drugs from the government, and Canada Post delivered it. We'll tell you how our legal dope was. Tom reviews gems by Up, who tragically hit weed dump. And Neil reviews Atlantid by Hexo from the AK-47 strain. Plus, we'll talk about social norms, prices, and anything our minds wander to. A few programming notes. We're not professional broadcasters. Also, we're not experts on the ganja. We're not reaper scientists, but we are experts on getting stuff. And we'll always each be fried on the funky sensimilia we review, so you can get a sense of the dope from the way we behave. All right, bud. Let's go. So, Neil, I'd like to kick the show off today with a, uh, a little segment about social norms. Norms. It's norms. Norms. Neil, would you roll a joint on a table at a restaurant? I think it would depend on the situation. I have rolled a joint at a table at a bar since legalization. One time when I was out with my partner and she gave me a funny look at first because she's a non-smoker and then expressed that she would actually prefer that to me going to uh, the bathroom to roll a dupe. Interesting. (laughs) What about a restaurant? In a restaurant? I don't know. I think it would seem a little... I'm not a cigarette smoker, but I think it would seem a little weird to roll a cig on on a on a table in a, in a restaurant, depending on the situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's kind of where I would put it. And and breaking up weed to to roll a joint can be pretty can smell, mm-hmm. depending on mm-hmm. I guess depending on the bud, depending on how big of a joint you're uh, you're rolling. So I, I guess some people might not appreciate that. So let's let's go a little deeper here. So we're we're at the restaurant. It's the kind of situation where you probably wouldn't normally do it, and the weeds like you know, not too smelly or anything, but like, you know, but it's like a snowstorm outside. Okay. So you, you don't like it. You need to let, you know, so what do you do? You do it on the table or would you go to the bathroom? What's up? Hmm. I'd probably just, I'd probably go for it. I, I, I would, pro- I probably would be a little bit like, you know, do the, um, a uh, bit of the bus stop roll, which is you know, <laughs> break the weed up in your hand and rather than just breaking nugs up right on the table. Yeah. I'd yeah. probably go for a bus stop roll kind of by the table and, uh, you know, hide it a little bit. Yes. Okay. So you're still in stealth mode on the restaurant. Uh, I think but so. Le- yeah. Okay. So largely, like there are extenuating circumstances wherein one might transgress the norm, but essentially we're, we're in stealth mode at restaurants, but maybe not at bars. But you're in Montreal, so you can kind of just roll joints in bars in Montreal anyway. Yeah. 
the first place, the first bar that I rolled a, a joint in uh, post legalization was um, a little hole in the wall on Saint Laurent that uh, people have been rolling joints and uh, on the table for ages. I I, I kind of come down in a similar place with you on this. I don't like. I would not do it. It would depend, like you say, but I I can't imagine I would do it in a restaurant. But the inclement weather thing is such a thing in Canada, so I'm I'm kind of like with you on that. That you might just go for it, you know. And but I will say that I was in a bar, and I was wondering just this thing, and kind of uncharacteristically for me, because I'm usually pretty stealth mode on everything, just because you know I'm living that criminal life, you know, I keep it on the DL. Um, I decided to try rolling a joint at the table. We had our own table at this bar, not a restaurant, and uh, it happened to be because you know weed was just legalized, a topic of conversation, and 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 so so it was that I knew we knew because we were talking to the waitress that she smoked weed too. So I know the waitress smokes weed, and it's a bar. It's dark. We have our own table, and the weed's not very smelly. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go for it, and I still felt like, oh, I don't know, man, this is a little weird. And then I was like <laughs> such in a hurry to get it rolled and back in my pocket that I did a shitty roll. And so therefore, by the Seinfeld rules of the universe, my hurry to get it done and out of the way made it so I had to re-roll it again, which involved mm. like tearing the, the, the joint apart and then the weeds all scrunched up again. Anyway, so it was a silent little calamity that was happening on my lap at this bar which I started on the table and then moved to the lap. <laughs> and, 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 and of course, nobody is paying any attention to any of this. Nobody, you know, like this <laughs> That's is what I was gonna ask. entirely yeah, yeah. inside your mind. Like, because yeah. like, spoiler alert, I was already stoned. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know I will say, I don't think it's that weird to roll a tobacco cigarette at a table, particularly in places like Montreal, where you have a lot of people ripping around from uh, Europe, and a lot of mm -hmm. Euro Euro people like like to roll up the the drum, you know. And I went through a phase of that, and especially something like drum that it's it's nice, it smells nice, it's quick and easy to roll. Like, sure, okay, cool. So let's go to reviews. Reviews. Neil, tell us today what uh, what are you reviewing? Well, I got some buds from uh, the Quebec store here. It's Atlantid, Atlantis in English, which I was informed on the site that I ordered it from. The lineage of the strain is uh, AK-47, which is a familiar black market strain. Cool. What's it like? Like, what's the weed like? Um, well, it's pretty dry. Mm -hmm. Quite dry. I would say, you know, drier than, than my liking. Mm -hmm. um, the buds are... Not super dense, a pretty dark green, a lot of red hair, mm -hmm. a lot of red and orange colors, and not a whole lot of like visible crystal on the outside of the bud. Is it smelly? Um, it's got a, a, a quite a, quite a, a mild floral smell. Um, it's a nice smell, but it's not super pungent, and uh, it broke up quite easily. You know, I guess due to due to the dryness. Nice smoke. Yeah, it was. It was um, sort of medium. It was pretty smooth for how dry the bud is. Normally, I find that dry buds tend to be a harsher smoke. Of course. Yeah. That's that's the whole thing. Yeah. So how for how dry it was, it was it was a pretty good 
smoke it I, I, I smoked it in a joint and it smoked evenly with like you know white ash so what are the effects of uh, Atlantid by Hexo I, I found it it's it's pretty mellow it hit I noticed the effects quite quickly that could be related to the fact that we're I was you know specifically thinking of the uh, the effects because we're doing you know I was reviewing mm. it um, but no I found it it hit pretty quickly and stayed pretty much at that level. Um, it wasn't overwhelming at all, but I would say, you know, it's fairly strong um, and pretty middle of the road, really. Like, I, did, I found it mildly mentally stimulating, but not like it wasn't blasted off. Like, it's just, uh, it's weed weed. Yeah. It's weed. Okay, cool. What uh, what would you pair this with? What would you pair uh, Atlantid with? I think that this would be like a good, a good weed for like doing some stuff around the house cooking was my first thought cook throw some jazz on cook a big tomato sauce mm-hmm. that kind of weed mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um cook cooking i think it could be i'm a musician could be good for playing tunes because it's not like too in your head but it's also not too sleepy ah so one might be able to achieve the funky flow yep <laughs> derida yeah the funky flow yeah the funky flow is key uh okay so uh how do you rate it if we're going on 10... Yeah, at a 10. For flavor and everything and effects, I would put it at a 7, 7.5. But because it's so dry, I'm going to have to take at least a full point off. So I'm going to give it a 6. It's a 6. Okay, cool. But so it's still pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy it. Okay, so which brings me to, of course, uh, Neil, would you would you recommend this weed? And, and to whom would you recommend it? I would recommend this weed... Um, one thing I didn't mention was the price. It is at the premium price. One of the more expensive products for dried flour at, at the Quebec store. And I've had something for much cheaper that I thought was effects wise, pretty good. So if somebody is smoking regularly, I wouldn't necessarily recommend this as a, as a daily smoke. I think it would be good for people that like to smoke every once in a while, used to smoke weed, want a pretty standard weed effect, not sure if they're into sativas or indicas, they just kind of want to have a smoke around the house, do what they like to do, stoned, whether it's making a pasta sauce or watching a funny movie. It's, it's the casual consumer. Yeah, I think it's a good casual consumer weed. Reviews. So Tom, what do you have to review today? It's called Gems by a company called Up. Um, I understand that it is named after a tragically hip song because some of the members of that band have stock in the company. I don't know much about the tragically hip, but uh, I do like the idea that a rock band, this is, there's a rock band behind the suite. It seems cool to me. Okay, and could you describe uh, the weed itself, what you, what you have there? Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's like dense little chunks of like, brightly colored like lime and like yellow and the name gems like it's sort of they're like little gems you know and they're kind of they have a bit of hair on them so I, I think that it looks like it sounds and uh I don't know it's not a very strong smelling weed it's kind of um it's a little bit like hay and citrusy what are the effects I found this to be 
exhilarating. I definitely found it to be a uh, fast acting and, and it's a high high. It's, uh, you're, you're, it's, it's, you know, it's, there's an exhilaration to it. You're, you feel you almost at the beginning, I almost felt a little bit of an ad- adrenaline kind of vibe from it. Uh, I found it quite perky. Uh, I feel like, uh, it's, uh, you can, you can sort of chit chat or, um, I've had it a couple times now. I've had it for a few days. Uh, it's social. You can, you know, you're perky, you're, you're with it, you're in the conversation. It's not too spacey or anything like that. And it's even, I'd say a little inspiring. Like it's kind of like, you know, like you could get on some good thoughts with it. And I think it's always that balance with inspirational weeds where the ones that are too inspiring cause you to go all over the place with your ideas but then the other ones you know so but this one's good it's like in the middle there it's where you're like you're 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 energized and inspired but you're not so high as to be like coming up with too many good ideas too fast (laughs) (laughs) yeah what would you pair this uh this product with i would say it's either for pitter pattering or partying I'd say you're either like kind of like getting your laundry done or you're like going and running some errands or whatever, you know, you're, you're, you're doing stuff. You're, 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 you, you can't be, you know, you're not going to sit on the couch after smoking this weed, but it's also not like, whoa, you know, you're, you're kind of doing stuff. And the partying aspect, I think, because like I said, it's, it's, I don't think it's going to knock out your social skills the way I think most weeds do a little. Um, so I think it could be really good for like, you know, going out partying or just going out to friends houses or whatever just something like that cool how would you rate it i would rate this uh, a seven out of ten which to me that's to say like i think it's really good it's like it's 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 top shelf weed you're gonna be happy with this you know like it's 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 a definitely you know a good solid seven out of ten that's to say you would recommend it i guess yes indeed i would yeah, yeah. and who would you recommend it to uh, I'm thinking of a few different people. I would say people who haven't smoked a lot of weed, this would be a really great place to like go for like, cause people, and I'm not saying that to say like, it's a beginner weed. That's not going to get you too high. I mean, like it has a personality, like this weed gets you fucking high, but like, I feel like there's nothing really scary about it. it it's very like, cause you know, these upper weeds can be kind of freaky sometimes. And I've had this a few times in a few different contexts. I did, like I said, feel a little bit of adrenaline, but it, it didn't scare me. So I think I'm thinking about people who haven't smoked a lot of weed and I'm thinking about like maybe like young ladies going out partying, some college people like getting my gems, you know, gotta get my <laughs> gems and everybody's gonna get high. You know, like I, I think that could work. Um, I feel like this is gonna be popular with younger people. And I'm thinking mom or dad, you know, and that goes with the pitter pattering thing, you know. You gotta stay cool, but you still wanna kinda get high. So this could work for that. So, Neil, uh, weed's been legal now for, you know, a few weeks and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, something everybody's probably going to be wondering about and curious about and noticing is, is the prices. And I know that, um, the governments were aiming to counteract the black market, uh, or at least like be competitive with or whatever. And we'll talk about whether or not that is being achieved. Um, but, uh, what has your general impression been of, of prices so far? I'd have to say in Quebec, I was pleasantly surprised. I did see before legalization that they were going to aim for what the, the lowest price being $6 a gram in Quebec, which I thought was 
well, I I'm, I think it's the lowest in the country. And I, I thought that that was pretty good, but I, I had a feeling that they might have one or two products at that level. And then the rest of it was way more expensive. And I was actually pretty surprised that there was a lot of, uh, there were a lot of options for around 20 to $25 for uh, three and a half grams. Wow. That's amazing, dude. 20 bucks for an eighth. Whoa, boys. You want to go to Quebec, kids, get that free university, get that cheap weed. <laughs> nice. Which, you know, that works out to like, um, even even at an ounce, it's like $160 an ounce. Which is great because it's all Indo, right? Like it's all Indo. Yeah. They don't sell out. I wish they sold out, though. What, what do you think about um, the value ratio, though? Like, if, so that's obviously that's a great price, right? Just if you just in a vacuum, but but compared to the actual product you get, what, what's up? Is it is it value too? Yeah, I mean for for the for the cheaper stuff, I thought that that it was like the the product that we spoke about before was quite a bit more. Like I mentioned, the twenty dollar, mm-hmm. you know, three and a half. So this was I think thirty four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, plus, I paid for the shipping for it to get to to my house, and I and honestly, I didn't see that much of an increase in quality. For what I paid for the higher end stuff, so. But what what about compared to the 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 market price before? Compared to the market price before, I think for you know for buying a small quantity for the for the average person, it definitely does compete. It's cheaper than, sort of you know in Montreal, delivery services are pretty common. Bicycle delivery services. Yep. They would charge you know generally thirty dollars for the same product. So are they going to be able to compete? Like like do you think that this like. Just as a, a guess, you know, not to be definitive, but do you think that those people on the bicycles and stuff, like the classic Montreal guy comes with the Tupperware, um, is is he going to still exist? He and she, I should say, they. That's. I think that it it will too. It will always exist to a certain extent, and I think um, now the big the big issue uh, is supply rather than than price. I think with the the, the reason their big advantage now is supply is like, you know, you can call up your bicycle person and they'll be there within an hour, whereas the stores now are only open um, three days a week, the ones that are that are there. and Yeah, yeah. So they might be able to edge it out the competition that way. I realized at a, in a kind of a dumb moment that like those people are going to compete as if they are in the white market and by what or whatever you call the opposite of a black market is because they have always been operating under threat of prosecution. So the change in the nature of the prosecution that is threatened because now they're violating some like government monopoly thing, they're bootleggers now, mm-hmm. you know, like they're, 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 they're just bootleggers. They're no longer rum runners. If you get the meaning like prohibition, barons were actually like breaking prohibition versus like bootleg people are just selling some shit that was made at home. I'm sure that those terms aren't exact. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, the vibe, uh, the point I'm trying to make is like, these guys are still going to keep bootlegging. Like they were always, it was always illegal. So it's really like a competitive advantage thing. So interesting. I'd say here, the, the prices are, quite high compared to the black market definitely we're talking two to three times as expensive however 
That is in a context in which the black market prices have been collapsing in, in, in Toronto. I don't know about outside of Toronto, but in Toronto, collapsing for a year and a half uh, ever since they announced it was going to become legal. And there was the whole rage of all these new um, uh, weed stores, drug dealers that were opening up in retail locations in Toronto. I think that's happened in a lot of parts of Canada, which eventually was cracked down upon here. But during all that time, we saw the price of uh, an, an ounce of Indo go from like $300 down to like, you can get like decent buds indoor good weed for a hundred dollars an ounce in Toronto right now, uh, black market. So, so yes, it's very expensive compared to the black market. However, I don't think it's expensive compared to the, what the black market was doing before. So I think it's all kind of a wash in the end. What makes it expensive is if you're just grabbing a couple grams to smoke with your friends and you're paying like 20 bucks or something and then you're paying six dollars just a flat there's a flat fee in ontario to buy weed you pay six five dollars and 65 cents to buy weed and then after that you start paying for the product the 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 way that they've positioned their pr is that that's a fee for delivery but it's not because there's no alternative option to get it without paying that fee so that Yo, man, don't, 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 don't tell me what part of your supply chain you're charging me for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I just, that whole thing is like pfft, hogwash. But anyway, so it can be expensive in that way. But I'd say in general, the price is okay. It's pretty expensive and it's pretty dry. It's always dry. Um, it's not always totally cr crunchy dry, but uh, I would say the prices are like, they're decent. It's expensive, but it's worth it. And I'd say value-wise, um, what you get for that little bit of a premium over the black market um, is uh, very, very, very pleasant-smelling weed. I've, tr I've, had, I've ordered a bunch, and they all smell very pleasant. I don't. I guess maybe these corporate growers like opt for the pleasant. So that's very nice. That's a value add, and uh, variety, like the choice. It's incredible to be able to buy like eight different grams of eight different weeds like at once it that's a big luxury hmm. it'd be interesting to look i i, I looked briefly at the at the ontario store but it'd be interesting to look at the some of the different pricing on uh compared to quebec because it, like as you know there's some places like ottawa um where people are frequently going across uh the river to gatineau to to get alcohol already, I wonder if a uh, pricing difference with weed will encourage some people to go to the Quebec government stores. And I think you're right about that. I think that probably will. Also, the, the, the selection will probably drive people around too, who are, who are into it. I think most people don't need more selection than what they're getting, but I think there will be people who will be like, oh, they have this, like, for me, like, you know, we're, we're like stoners, you know, and we've lived in BC and like, I, I put a big premium on, on, on BC weed, you know? So I just, I just bought one. Um, uh, it was $56 plus the flat fee. So it was over $60 for an eighth, uh, of this BC weed. We'll talk about it another day, but, uh, but I was willing to pay that. Yeah. That's crazy expensive to me. <laughs> like, it's the most I've paid since the, the 97, 98. Yeah. In, well, yeah, around there. 
And for those of you who are new to this, like just as a general understanding of marijuana prices is they go down over time and the quality goes up. So this is a, and, and I think this is something that the government has absolutely no sense of whatsoever. This is a drug that has consistently gotten much more powerful over time and much more affordable. What you can get for $10 now versus what you get for $10 10 years ago, incredible. And, and, and you go back 20 years and it's absolutely mind-boggling, the, 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 the quality increase and the price decrease. Yeah, I pretty much agree with that. We'll probably have listeners coming in who, who just, they, you know, a lot of people have probably started in the last three, four years, right? Mm -hmm. So the reality that they're living in is that weed has always been incredibly powerful and cheap. This has been Buzz. On the next episode, we'll get super baked and talk out of our proverbial hats. So tune in for that. If you have any questions for us, Google the answers. The internet knows so much. If you'd like to follow us on social media, too bad. We don't care that much about this podcast. If you want to support the show, there's got to be something more meaningful than this to donate to. Go support the Thunder Bay Show or something. What you can do for us is rate us on the podcast thing. Slam that five-star button. Press it so hard you shatter your phone screen. And, of course, most importantly, tell, tell your, your buds. buds. I'm like wondering a little bit about how much we should be talking about black market. We should. Definitely. Because you, you can't arrest us for having broke a law that used to exist. Yeah. Um, so we, st and that's our credibility as broadcasters. Like I have been fucking smoking this shit for 25 years straight up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> every fucking day. <laughs>